Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. From the team behind HBO's If You're Not In The Obit, Eat Breakfast, and Bronx USA comes HBO's The Super Bob Einstein Movie celebrates the life and legacy of the late actor, writer, and producer Bob Einstein. Written, produced, and directed by Danny Gold, the Super Bob Einstein movie features some of Einstein's greatest comedic contributions, including his iconic alter ego, Super Dave Osborne, his work both behind and in front of the camera on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, and his defining role as the unforgettable Marty Funkhauser uncurb your enthusiasm. It's just such a funny and wonderful film about a wonderful person and a comedic genius, in my opinion. We're fortunate to have with us today the director of the Super Bob Einstein movie, Danny Gold. Danny, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Just had so much fun with this film and so glad that someone has done this about Bob Einstein. He it could easily be forgotten for his contributions to comedy and the fact that his career runs through so many other wonderful other comedic talents lives, including we'll get to this, his brother, Albert Brooks, one of the great comedic uh, talents of all time. It's just a great film. Tell me a little bit about what inspired you to make the film. A few years ago, I was contemplating another idea, as documentarians are wont to do, and I started interviewing legendary comic writer for television, and I had the opportunity to meet Bob, and I interviewed him, and then we became friends. And the cool thing about being friends with Bob Einstein is, after that, I'd get the periodic phone call, and a Bob Einstein phone call was, you'd answer the phone, it would be a joke, discuss maybe the Dodgers or some sports, mostly the Dodgers with me, and then whatever, you know, then a few seconds of business. But it would always start off with one, two, or three jokes, and then it didn't matter what came after that because it was just a great phone call. And I just love the man. I was inspired by his work. I was a fan, you know, although younger. I remember him on the, you know, Officer Judy, and then, of course, Super Dave, and then Marty Funkhauser. And then the, the, the opportunity, you know, came up. I mean, sadly, he passed and, you know, there was a, a need because he was so amazing. And, you know, what really kind of sells that is if you look at the people in the movie, amazing comedic minds who, you know, express so much love and admiration for him. Going back, obviously, to Tommy Smothers, but Steve Martin, as the movie will show, you know, within a two or three year period, there were no people better friends than those two. And just the stories were incredible. And and the other, and the other fun thing about the movie was everybody does a great Bob Einstein imitation. <laughs> Everybody's got the rasp. And that was always fun. Knowing Bob, I, the one thing I did not want to make was a um, maudlin movie. It had to be in the spirit of Bob, which is edgy and funny with a little heart. And I and I hope we accomplished that. You certainly did. And just to put a, a bit of a, a tag on what you're saying about Steve Martin, there's so many things in the film that I didn't know, obviously, about the, the writing relationship that they had when they came on the Smothers Brothers. 
which again, what an amazing collection of talent the Smothers Brothers were able to assemble around them. But Steve Martin and Bob Einstein were writing together on that show. They had a really great writers who were in the writers group. Uh, Rob Reiner was involved, Carl Gottlieb, Rob Reiner, Alan Bly, Cecil Tuck, Steve Martin. There's just a great collection and Bob was part of that. From those the early beginnings of his career, we get to know a little bit about him prior to that. He worked in an ad agency. And just things that you, I didn't know, and obviously just uh, took so much from in terms of rounding out him for me, because I was a huge Super Dave Osborne fan. I just thought that was in very much in the spirit of the old silent films, right? The old Laurel oh, yeah. and Hardy, Buster Keaton. It had that same vibe. Is that is that a fair way to put it? 100% he was influenced by uh, Laurel and Hardy. But what, again, what made Laurel and Hardy great, what made Buster Keaton great, what made those people great? was the heart that they brought to their to their particular, whatever that scene might be, whatever the story might be. It was something you could empathize with, you could relate to. Oh, yeah. I think all good comedy has to have heart. You know, there has to be a, some element of heart in it, no matter where it goes. If there's a, you know, it just makes it very relatable and, and endearing to the audience. Let's talk a little bit about what distinguishes Bob Einstein in terms of his persona, his comedic persona. How would you describe it? The longest deadpan with the ultimate punchline. I mean, it's talked about, you know, in the documentary, his style, which is interesting because in the movie, we have a clip of his first appearance ever on television while he was still in advertising. It was in a local LA show. And you see in that appearance, what was the template for his whole career. You know, he would get on a talk show, he would assume a character, and he would go for the longest setup to the point of making the host uncomfortable. Like, where is it going to go? And Bob knew, and the genius of Bob was that he knew when he was going to deploy the punchline. He knew it. And he would just take everybody along. I mean, look at, I mean, Letterman, Kimmel. I mean, they talk about it, which is incredible. And so I think that's the genius of Bob. Plus, you know, obviously the uh, characters he created just as an actor were amazing. And that's another thing, you know, both he and his brother, Albert Brooks, uh, just I have to say this out loud because it's just kind of one of those quirks of of history. But Albert should have been Albert Einstein, changed his <laughs> name for, for a lot of reasons, nonetheless, but his brother. Uh, and they both had this uh, ability to be very deadpan, to really commit to a character. And oh, yeah. then along the way, as you said, with with Bob. He could make a bit go five, six minutes before the payoff came, but it was always, go ahead. No, he would drive the uh, producers crazy, you know, on the shows. He would go on there and he did his thing. But the other thing that Bob did when he went on shows was he was prepared. He had a plan, which we talk about in the movie as well. He had whatever he was going to do, whether it was a book gag or a joke gag or a super or showing a Super Dave clip. You know, there was always something. He, he came very prepared. And I think that's just made every appearance of his enjoyable. I think Letterman and, and Kimmel, you know, stated very well, you know, why they, you know, it wasn't like he was a, a guest on shows like once or twice. How many appearances did he have on Letterman and Kimmel? I mean, just so many because it worked. Yeah. And his comedic creations, starting with Officer Judy on this Mother's Brothers film, very deadpan. That is the thing, the deadpan part of his. And again, this is why I bring up the Buster Keaton reference, yeah. that kind of that face that Keaton had, that sort of deadpan look that would tell you so much 
even right. though it wasn't a whole lot going on. And that's how I felt with him. A lot of people will know him now, today, through his work on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, first of all, it's one of the great comedic series of all time. I mean, it certainly ranks up very high on that list. How was he different? How was how would you characterize the character of Marty Funkhauser? Well, I, I mean, I think it's very similar, you know, again, you know, it, it, very deadpan. You know, he played he played, you know, very straight with an edge, you know, with a little with a little tinge of uh, aggressiveness to it. And then in interviewing, you know, Larry and some of the other cast, they were asked, you know, is there a difference between Bob on screen and off screen? You know, and you get various answers. Some said no difference. Some said, well, you know, an exaggerated version of himself. But it played so well against the Larry character. You know, both of them are playing versions of themselves to some extent. And it also showed another part of his genius because Bob was a writer and a producer. Curb is a lot of it is improvised. You know, you could see what was going on. I, I urge you when you watch Curb, watch old episodes of Curb now, watch the reaction to the other actors when Bob was on screen. Yeah. There was like this element of where is he going to go? <laughs> What's going to happen? What joke is he going to tell? I think Curb shows off his improvisational skills. And it was, it was a very kind of a really cool character. There are so many good foils for Larry David on Curb. Mm-hmm. He's managed to create this whole world of people who are he's constantly kind of butting heads with or some kind of a some kind of a tiff or some something troubling about the relationship that they share but in my mind i mean susie esman's character is wonderful as far as a foil for larry david but i think marty was just perfect in terms of bringing out that dynamic and i'll i'll go to one of the best episodes that i and it's in the film Palestinian chicken. I mean, <laughs> it's to be a perfect embodiment of so much of what Kirby was about, so much what Marty was about. Right. Um, if you wouldn't mind kind of reviewing a little bit of that, because there's just so much in that, that particular part of Curb. Why did, why did that work so well? Why, why did Bob work as a foil? Yeah. Why did he work so well as a foil with Larry? Well, I mean, okay. You know, Susie also is a foil in, 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 in yeah. one way, but the Marty Funkhauser character in, in Curb, it was one of the few characters other than Susie that just wouldn't take fill in the expletive from Larry. You know, he would go toe to toe with Larry and not give up and just keep going and going and going. Whereas a lot of the other characters, you know, Larry could sort of dominate a little, you know, he could always get sort of that upper hand, but with Marty Funkhauser, it was like, you know, rock'em, sock'em robots. Uh, sorry for the, the old reference, but you know what I'm saying. They would really go at it. And I think that's what made it interesting and made it fun because whatever Larry would do, the Marty character would, would match it and raise it. It was like the ultimate chess game. <laughs> In the film, we get to see how much of the of Curb is improv. And I loved hearing them talk about that dynamic that was involved in and how much respect these actors have for one another when they get into a scene with one another, because most of Curb is just sort of a premise. Larry David will come out, well, this is what's, what the scene is, this is what's, what's happening. And these people know their characters so very well. And just to hear them talk about how challenging they could be with one another in a scene, again, that's a part of the film. 
describe, if you wouldn't mind, just a little bit about what I'm talking about, how J.B. Smooth and others talked about this in the film. Just One thing I think the film does, it's, it's almost like a masterclass in comedy. All these great comedic minds talking about Bob's comedy and what it meant and how it worked. And uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's no exception. J.B. especially, who's a stand-up comic, really spoke about you know, a scene with Bob and what would it entail and how he kept you on your toes, you know, because he's coming out there and he's going to deliver and he's going to do what he's going to do, you know, as a, the actor working a, a opposite that has to really be ready and be on their toes because, you know, A was improvised. So they, you know, they would only know the uh, premise of the scene, but where Bob would take it. If you look at the, in the movie, there's that, the famous joke scene that, you know, opposite uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Look at Jerry's face. Just look at his face. You know that they have to do it a few times. I mean, it almost looks like he's like anticipating or trying not to crack up. <laughs> you can look at that, like, like I said before, watch Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes with Bob in the scene. Look at, the, you know, as much as Bob is, you know, takes over the scene, watch the other actors and their reaction and how they're sort of anticipating. You can see it. You know, if there was a, a laugh on in the take, they would use it. The actors told me that in interviews that, you know, that some of his stuff would just be uh, if they were laughing, it would, they would keep it in for the most part. And it's 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 fascinating to watch. It's a real good exercise to watch improvisation like that. I totally agree. And again, you're absolutely right to call this a master class to, to hear to see Bob Einstein and to then just to watch the foil in a scene, whether it be with Johnny Carson. Uh, that's a great scene of the that's Johnny Carson. Great. I love, that's one of my favorites, actually. Talk about a moment. I'll, I'll let people watch the movie. Yes. But uh, but Johnny's, <laughs> you know, one-upsmanship, let's say, of Bob at that particular moment was hilarious. But look at Bob's face. It's like he's, he's feigning like anger, but he's like, okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Why, and and then he, his appearances on Letterman, his appearances on Kimmel. All, I'm waiting. I, I don't know if this exists. Did he ever break on camera? Did you had did you find any footage of him in a, you know, on Letterman or on any of these shows where he broke character? No. When he came on as Super Dave, whether it was on Letterman or Kimmel or Carson, no. He was the master. He would not break character. You know, he just the dead that's what made that was the genius. It was the long deadpan. Every, the whole thing was a big sketch for him in a way. And one thing about Bob is he just milked every moment for the funny he went for the funny always and he was and he was relentless at it and i think the the best people who went opposite that were carson and letterman and kimmel because they knew how to play with it you know they didn't step on it they let it happen and the, the thing that makes that so impressive is these are really funny bits they're i mean they're like gut busting kind of the whole thing, the setup, and then and then the dry delivery, and then watching the reaction of whoever he's in the scene with, and it's it's remarkable. I mean, and the, his ability to do that again is is just what made him one of the greats. Um, the film is called the Super Bob Einstein Movie, and it's premiering on HBO on December twenty eighth, so coming right up. So be looking for this. I do want to talk about some of the other people who are in the film in terms of just in that vein of the of this uh, master class, Sarah Silverman, who I love. Everybody in this film are people that I, I just went, wow, 
I, I I'm so glad they're in this movie. Uh, as Sarah's terrific. Norman Lear's in the film. David Letterman we mentioned. Um, Cheryl Hines and and others. And uh, it is not only the, the admiration for his comedic talent, but those some really heartwarming stories about him and his family and his wife. You would hope that that would be the story that would be told about Bob Einstein. And of course, his brother, Albert, there's one scene, they did one scene in Modern Romance together, quite poignant, actually, really, when you look at it. Yep. Um, I am surprised they didn't work together more. I, I We get into it a little bit in the film, not anything of animosity related. It was just one of those one of those things, right? Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they consciously didn't work together. You know, in show business, sometimes it just happens that way. But the other parts of the film where we really get to get a kind of a peek behind the curtain with him, it's just beautiful. I love that story of him and Susie Essman taking off. And well, we'll leave it for our viewers to 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 uh, take it in. But it's uh, there's just so much about him. And when did you start doing this project? What, how long ago did this start? Well, my interview with Bob obviously was a few years ago. Um, but in earnest, I think um, mid pandemic. Then you know, we couldn't obviously film it till, you know, till the total lockdown was lifted. But, you know, preparing for it, I would say, God, it's, it's so hard to think of the exact month, but it was, you know, obviously it was during, the, during the, this pandemic period. It, it, it was made in, uh, for the most part in uh, 21, 2021. So, so it was, the so the, your last conversation with him was how close to his? My his, last conversation with him was, I don't probably within the year. Okay. I don't remember the exact. Yeah. The, I'm so glad you made this movie. And I just, I laughed my full head off. I mean, there are some scenes in here that'll just leave you on the floor. He is, he was so naturally funny. He was also gifted and he was also, he worked at it. There was a, it's a great combination. He knew he was funny. He came from a, a comedic background, his father, all the history of his family, his brother, both of his brothers were funny. Yeah. He just came. So there's a lot here. And I thank you. I really, truly, I thank you, Danny Gold. I believe I, I, this is your return trip to a film school, right? You were on for, if you're not in the obit, eat breakfast. So thank you for coming oh, back on for, uh, for, yes. Thank you so much for your work. Hope that whatever you're working on, you'll come back and visit us again. I hope so. I got some exciting <laughs> stuff going on. So uh, directed and produced as well as co-written with Michael Mayhew, the super Bob Einstein movie premiering on HBO on December 28th. Be looking for it. Danny Gold, thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.